Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I like having fun. Yeah. I like to laugh. Yeah. I like to meet people who can make me laugh. Come on! I like having fun. Yes, I like to laugh. Yeah. I like having fun to meet people who From Glendale, California, it's Office Hours Live! Starring Tim Heidecker, Vic Berger, DJ Doug <laughs> Wake up, Doug! Come on now, you're on camera, bubba! Come on, push! Wow. You're so <laughs> sullen! With producer Matt! And engineer Wesley! And your Zooms! Tonight's, today's, this, this morning's guests are Stephen Draws from the Flaming Lips, Dr. Gregory, and Mikey Campen. And of course, your Zoomaroos! Welcome to the show, everybody! Here's your host! <laughs> And here's your host, Tim Heidegger! Hey, Whoa! Awesome! How cool! How cool is this, everybody? Good morning! Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of the office hours community it is thursday october give it to me guys i don't have any clue 15th 31 uh, kilos yes right on the money it is the right in the middle of the month we got a couple weeks to go until the big presidential election here in the united states of america there's lots of news to cover lots of topics to discuss i'm Come happy on, to be man. here doug how you doing That's this morning right. That's right. Oh, I'm doing great, Tim. I'm excited about the show today. I have all my drops together, and um, somebody has their drops and uh, falling out of their pockets. <laughs> That's that <would> me. <laughs> Yikes! Wow, Doug, you're geared up with the Dr. Gregor NutritionalFacts.org swag. NutritionFacts.org. <laughs> all over the place, but you're a big supporter. Dr. Gregor's going to talk about the healthy lifestyle. And eating I, right. I think that's just crazy. It is crazy. And Vic, hey. you're not really supporting anybody today. Not really. No, even my mug is a, is a letdown today. It's just a blank mug. Um, it's a Zach brand mug. Zach. Zach. Zach, Zach Morris. Zach Braff. Zach, yeah, Zach Braff. <laughs> He's paying me to, to drink out of this cup today. Fuck, man. Um, let's get to the big news. Uh, Matt, we're going to go with this at the top. Big, 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 big stuff to announce real quick. Um, if you are a patron member, patron.com slash office hours live, you know this already. You're you've you've got the yes, you've got today's news yesterday, is like what we like to say. Um the Tim Heidecker <laughs> What is that about? Who batted the who batted the boned me? I did. <laughs> I thought I get that big big. big. <laughs> Big news. 
You got the drum roll and the, the trumpets. And the timpani. Yeah. And the timpani. Just start stacking this. V, next Friday. Next Friday, Matt, the date is October 23rd. <laughs> 9 p.m. Pacific. Sorry, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. 7 p.m. 6 p.m. Specific. <laughs> we have the world premiere of An Evening with Tim Heidecker. It is the long-awaited uh, hour-long stand-up special that you have been craving, that you've been creaming for. Men and women alike, all genders, are creaming in different ways <laughs> for this Really one-of-a-kind, unique special. It will air on my channel right here, so make sure you subscribe so you get info. I'll be there uh, in the chat. Uh, maybe I'll do a little live introduction. That could be fun to do, a little live introduction, maybe even a Q&A afterwards. We don't know. What could there be a question about? Hello. Here's what we're going to do right now, though. We are going to, the first time ever, we're going to air the trailer so you can get a taste, you can get warmed up, get those, get your sacks full of anticipation. <laughs> Our sacks, oh, yeah. God, your testicle sacks, yeah. get them full of tingling semen. <laughs> How about semen and cement being so close in in language sound? My semen. We use cement. We use I semen. I beat off. <laughs> oh dear! All right. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, world premiere, the An Evening with Tim Heidecker official trailer. Let's run that, and we'll get on My with the show. My name is Tim Heidecker. I'm a comedian. Are you happy? Are we happy to be here tonight? I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I, it's a blank slate in front of me. I'm Jake Nicholson. Finally got a chance to hear the music of Keith Urban. I thought myself, Jesus, uh... This guy might want to change his name to Keith Rural. We broke the sprouts and this and that. This is storytelling. This is Cosby comedy. This is it's gonna require a little bit of your attention. That's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Let's watch it together. After the, uh, if you can't make it Friday, it will be available everywhere in a short order. We're working with the great people at 800 Pound Gorilla, who are a big, I have a boner, big time uh, comedy distributors, and they're going to be sending this thing far and wide. They're going to be watching it in uh, in the Alaska, deep in the Alaska wilderness. <laughs> I'm excited to see this. Doug opened up for me on that uh, at, at that special. Is, he, is he, he got in the this? crowd. He is in it at the end. Oh. There's a little bit of Doug at the end. Um, I got food poisoning that night. You did, Doug. Yeah. From but I powered through and I did the show. Oh, you had it like during, during the show. The well, I think I got sick like the next day. I think I was fine during the show. Another road mushroom that you found. Definitely, de <laughs> definitely during the next day. I was like. That's my I, memory of that show is like how sick I got the next day. I have l knock on every piece of wood I can get. I've not had 
the food poisoning or the stomach flu in years, a few years, several years. When I get it, I get it bad, and I, it's, it's hell. It's just pure hell, as we all know. It is for everybody. There's nobody that enjoys that, that experience. Um, let's get to the city of the day because, again, we have such a packed show. We'll take some Zooms, and we'll talk to Skinner. I forgot to mention Skinner, the beautiful artist Skinner. City of the day today is brought to you by Nam Chomsky. Nam Chomsky. Nam Chomsky, do you have a dumb dog that yaps and yaps like some idiot? Well, now there's Nam Chomsky, the chew toy inspired by famous philosopher Noam Chomsky. These these American-made toys come with built-in pressure-activated speakers that play readings from various Chomsky books. <laughs> this is the is this the sound of the true toy? Research. Yeah. Developments for vaccines and drugs anyway before. So your dogs will become sedated with every chomp. Your neighbor will thank you and your guests will be impressed by how boring your dog is. The most interesting part, these toys are shaped like Noam Chomsky's head. Government is the problem, not the solution. And that really just sedates your that yappy dog, right? Vic is loving it. Decisions have to be Need some help getting your doggy to settle down and go to sleep for the night at a reasonable hour? Try the new Howard's Inn plug-in featuring a reading of the complete unabridged people's history of the United States, and it'll be lights out for your pooch in mere minutes. George Order now, Washington. and let's hear another sample from the nom 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 chomp ski. Federal government in the United States does <laughs> Uh, that doesn't mean that nothing could be done. Where's well, the where's the uh, crickets? <laughs> Order now and get the Vin Diesel pack free, guaranteed to sedate the I highest of the GSXR. I used to do 160 miles an hour on the turnpike. <laughs> What's this? This is the not. This is the Vin Diesel. Uh, on a motorcycle, pack. so once you do that, the speed in a car is never that harrowing. On a motorcycle, so once you do that, the speed in a car is never that harrowing. I used to do 160 <laughs> miles an hour. On the he sounds like Hal when the so once Dave is that, the speed in deprogramming him. I used to do 160 miles an hour. On the so once you do that, the speed in a car is never that harrowing. Well, I would like to quickly um, take a Zoom call just to say good morning to everybody and thank them for being here. <laughs> well, before. What? We do oh, that, city of the day. Have a city of the day prediction. Oh, yeah. City of the day. I, <laughs> Already. I, I really don't. Cracker. Do, do we? By the way, uh, the theme song this morning is, I don't know if anybody noticed this, is a remix, a re-recording, a new version of I Like Having Fun given to us by the great Daniel Cups and the great Ben Levin collaborated on that. Beautiful work, based, guys. Based on my original composition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the city of the day is. Oh, so you want you want him to guess him. it? Well, he he might have cracked it. Well, Charlie, are you there? Is my son? <laughs> Charlie L, are you what talking? In the world. Yes. Can you hear me? No. Yeah, loud and clear. Charlie, okay, cool. Do you have well, a do you have a a, a a guess? I do. I do. And, and you, how, uh, what's your confidence level at? It's like ninety-two percent. Wow. Yeah. Unless Matt has done something really, really sneaky, I, uh, I think I've got it. 92% accuracy begins now. Is it? Poznan, Poland. Say it again. 
Poznan, Poland. One more time. Poznan, Poland. You are correct. The city of the day is Poznan, Poland. What is the code? What is the code, friend? The code is... I googled these cities that had already been listed. Mm. Oh, I don't want the process. Up. I want the... All right. Um, there's not much of a code. There's an article of uh, the cities in the world with the worst traffic. And, Say it again uh, because there's a tremendous amount of clapping going on. And there's also, a lot of I don't people. appreciate him saying it's not much of a code. No, it's a no, code. no, no. It's great. It's a great code. Um, but... On this list of 50, uh, Athens was number 30, and then uh, Kharkiv, Ukraine was 29, uh, Salvador, Brazil, 28. Can I, can I and interrupt then, and, and explain oh, it in a more succinct fashion, yes. Tim? It's the, it's the cities, it's with, the the worst cities with the worst traffic in the world in descending an international order. city. In descending order. Yeah, yeah counting from order. 30 down. Does, yes. uh, <laughs> that's it. And does that include that's the it. United States? Yeah, none so, in the top 30, I don't think. Oh, really? I, I forget. <laughs> I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. Oh my god. <laughs> well, congratulations to you. You win. Um, give me that uh, shirt. We you win. All can grow and we all can you win. A you win small. A small <laughs> shirt. A small, size small. We have one left. Excellent. Size small. Thank give you. it to your 13 year old son or all right. your petite wife. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Sefe. Sefe. But DM me and, and we'll get you that prize. Oh, right. thank you. What price does he get? Congratulations. Getting, I usually give them, you know, a shirt or a mug, whatever they want. Now, to you a know. just a standard Zoomer. Let me hear a standard Zoomer. Standard Zoomer. Okay, who's got something today? Uh, sorry, I was so focused on this other stuff. Uh, Jacob K., you got something? In your hey, coveralls? Jacob. In your coveralls, Sefe, Jacob? Sefa Hyde. You got a bone to pick with me? I think all the, the trolls are just in the YouTube chat. Today. I know. <laughs> Is Vaughn Thompson in there? Oh, we uh, have a protester. You know, I'm not snuffing sure. them out. <clears throat> I don't. I haven't seen her. I think this is the one day she called in sick. Oh, how about this? Uh, welcome. We welcome you, trolls, who are <laughs> chatting. Drive up the view count. We encourage you to send it around. S tell me all the things, the way you feel about me. Don't hold back. Oh, I, I got somebody who I wants to yell at you, Caesar. <laughs> Caesar, come yell at us. Tim. I don't. Do yeah, I just. I. I feel like I don't want you guys to feel restricted in your free speech. I want you to express yourself. If you believe I'm a Jewish faggot, <laughs> I want you to be able to feel free to say it. I mean, I should be so lucky. Caesar F is yelling in the Zoom chat, but he won't unmute. Oh, is it? There you are. Caesar, are you there? People have been calling me that. The JF. Oh, here's Caesar. Why do you get comedians down, are everybody. afraid of you blacklisted? Oh, is this... Um, Here's a troll. We got one. <laughs> is this Can't Nick? even put, it, put your camera on, man. Is I'm this not a Nick, troll. Is this Nick Fuentes? <laughs> it's the great yeah, this Nick is Nick Fuentes. Fuentes. Nick, welcome to the show. I've seen your uh, show with a giant pumpkin on it. It's an embarrassing decision. Uh, yeah, what it's do, better than anything that you put out. How do you that, mean? Wait, is Nick the guy that picked his nose and so, ate it? Yeah. So, so wait mad. a minute. The... The, the 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 fake news show that Nick Fuentes does with the giant pumpkin is better than anything I've ever put out? Yes, anything that you've put out on adult an adult swim that Sam Hyde anything that anything that uh -huh. anyone has put out is better than you. Okay. That's you're you're free to express that opinion on my show because I believe in free speech. I believe in your your right as a YouTuber Can't to do whatever say you want. What they think and 
build that wall. Okay. Is there anything else you want to <laughs> yeah, add? But you ob obviously okay. you don't if you get other comedians banned from Adult Swim. How do I do that? Can you go walk me through the process by which I have people banned? Could you have evidence? <laughs> so you, do you have so anything you to say that get, makes so any you sense? Didn't get Sam Hyde and MDE off the air. No. <laughs> I should have been liar. so lucky. You're a fucking stooge. Why don't you get a life? What brings you happiness? What is something in your life One, two, that, that you enjoy to do? One, two, three. Nothing. No, that's the problem, dude. Wait, I is would, he saying he loves your new hit single, Nothing? That brings him oh, joy? Oh, you like my new song? <laughs> should we play it? Listen, friend. I, I wish you no animus as much as you wish animus upon me. But I, I kind of am tempted to reach out to you privately because I'm worried that, that, you're not, that you are telling the truth. I may be lying. I lie all the time. I love talking about bowel movements. <laughs> but I'm concerned that there truly is nothing in your life that brings you any kind of happiness or joy. And that's, that's, you know, that's sad. And it's, a it's, it's not good. For you, it's not good for your community. I guess. I guess watching. I guess watching Baked Alaska stream gave me some joy. Why watching though? MDE Let me, me ask you why. What? What about why? what he does? Because of good going content. around. What's What's good content about going? Did you watch the guy in um, Sweet? No, in New Zealand who went around shooting people. That live stream. Was that? Is that your bag? Uh, is that yeah, your scene? I've seen, I've seen that live stream. Are you a boogaloo boo boy? That was not my scene. I've seen it, but it's, it's so like you enjoy you enjoy watching people going around and 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 uh, causing physical harm towards other people. That no, turns you on. No, I said I said I saw it and I said I didn't enjoy it. So where did you get that from me? Well, That's but you you're, I, so you watched the baked Alaska stream where he goes into that Seven Eleven and calls that poor woman, you know, a fat. Bitch and uh, ugly and all this terrible stuff. You enjoy that? That gives you that gives you joy to watch that. I'm asking you honestly. Um, yeah, it was funny. It was, it was What's fu funny it was about it? And forget, for it's not about. Yeah, it's, it's not about funny. It's funny. It's Yeah, forget the relativism. Forget the relativism. What's better than me or somebody's more popular a, it, than me? It's a private business, and if they say you have to wear a mask, you have to wear a but mask. But I'm talking to you. Excuse What's, me. Who's this? You can. Vic can talk to whoever he wants, friend. You've called into my show. You I'm even giving have your you the grace. On. You don't even have your camera. I'm on. giving you the grace and the opportunity to speak with me on my show, but you don't set the rules about who talks to you. If you don't want to business. have this conversation, you can leave. You can hang up I on didn't Zoom. Say, I didn't say that he couldn't talk to me. I just. Uh, I just said. I, I just said I'm talking to you. You are talking to me. And I'm asking you, and I got the answer, yeah. so I can move I, on. I wasn't addressing Vic. Watching, watching baked Alaska go around and harass people and demean them and and break the law is something that brings you joy <laughs> oh, nice. is he hung clever. up hey can i ask you like why well, do you know why he why did he get banned Monster. from youtube what what was what was his ban about do you know will you answer vic's question uh, was or it not? specifically for that clip no, no it's not no it was I'm because he right now it was because he harassed a random dude at an ice cream shop donut his, shop at a donut shop his friends maced the dude, and then they hit him with his car, and then they drove away. And that is why he was banned, because violence is not allowed on YouTube. Oh, that sounds hilarious. It, so is, it is a funny joke. Why, why, do, you think you're, why do you think the, the why these people... Why that, because because you guys are full of shit. Yeah, you That's are why. full of shit. And the people you listen to, and the people that tell you, you how these things a, go... You just posted a clip of him yelling at... Uh, 
clerks at 7-Eleven. That's right. Yeah. I, I posted that because I was, you know, disturbed by it. And I, as a user of YouTube, as somebody that uses YouTube to communicate with my audience, to show things, I felt, you know, as a man, mm. as a personal, uh, not as a celebrity or not as somebody who's got a, any kind of animus towards him as a comedian, as a guy, I felt disturbed and upset by the way YouTube was allowing him to go around and harass people and possibly threaten them. And I just expressed my opinion in one tweet, in one tweet and asking the question, why is YouTube allow this? Now, later that day, or or is that later that night, but then it came out later that uh, the next day, that we see that he's out there in L.A. going around and macing this guy, or he's with people. He's It's not him doing it. Mm. I get the story right. I don't make up things. I don't exaggerate things, much like the Boogaloo Boys and the, everybody right. else that's been talking about how I led some kind of campaign, did not lead some kind of campaign. What I tweeted had no impact on whether his channel remained on or not. So I'm asking you, why do you just buy into the company line that's being told to you on all these channels through all these trolls? Why do you listen? Why don't you ever think about how the real world works? Why do you just take for granted what these disinformation agents uh, enjoy doing? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you can answer that quickly, because I have to move on. Yeah, we got Skinner on the horn. Thank you, Tim. What's your answer to that, though? Yeah, last point. There's a pattern here, and the pattern is that you were accused of getting Sam Hyde and I was accused. Adult Swim. I was accused. Four Tim, years ago, right? Tim, you should uh, you are, and four, discuss no, that. Like how? How you're did, also passionate how, about it. You're also passionate about. Uh, go ahead. You're also passionate about how you know you weren't you weren't supportive of Sam Hyde's content. Who so cares what I'm supportive of? Is, Wait, like, I, I, it's so it's, first of all, it's, it's a four year old. It's clear that there's a colleague of yours on the same network. Not a colleague, believe like, me. No colleague right? of mine. So you have a vested. No colleague of mine. And he would, he would be a colleague or he would a co-worker or a co-contracted employee of Adult Swim, whatever. I don't see that. Right? I don't you see it that way. have a interest of being more successful than him on that network. <laughs> that is such it. I just I'm just right? telling you. You're the you, puppet master, Tim. You're I'm the, just telling you. And I don't know how many times I'm going to keep telling you. I would happy. I would actually happily. Not Matt, the puppet master. He's an influential actor. All right. I would we got to get to skin. Hold on, Matt. I would I would sincerely be interested <laughs> And talking to you off the air, if you're interested, because I will talk to you all day about this subject. I mean, not all day, but I will spend, I would anyway. happily spend valuable time walking you through how the real world works and how all of this <laughs> makes sense to me. Goodbye. And you if you think I have any, if you think I have some kind of puppeteering control over what goes on the air and what doesn't go on the air, then I would ask why I can't even get a second day of shooting to do another season of On Cinema. We all can grow and we all can learn. Why can't I get another season of On Cinema? Why can't I get uh, the things I want to do on the air whenever I want? You don't have an answer for that. Why because because maybe Tim, they finally realized realize that you suck. Shabbat shalom. They finally realized that <laughs> somebody walked in, hey, Brad, can I bother you for a minute? I just kind of went back and looked at all this Heidecker shit. You know what? It actually sucks. Cut the tape.
<laughs> oh, that no, doesn't check out. At, they man. looked at the ratings and they saw. Okay, that, we're that keeping this guy waiting. All right. Your uh, okay. Listen, I'm I'm I, wait, I want to send peace and love to you. I do feel bad for you that the the, the content that you're watching is something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think that's a sign of a of of some other issues going on in your life, and I'm not saying that to be judgmental. Um, I I would ha- happily talk to you privately about this situation. I think you've been given bad information, and I only want the best for for people. I hope <laughs> there's some growth that you can find. And I'm happy to I'm, I'm I'm happy to enjoy, uh, entertain you however I can. Skinner, I said Skinner. <laughs> Skinner's on the line. <laughs> you fucking scumbag. There you go. I don't <laughs> listen. <laughs> Skin- I'm back again. Are you ready for Halloween? Hey, dude, I'm ready. You know what? You know what's so funny is that guy. That guy leads in with the, every person who ever did anything is funnier than you. <laughs> Anybody, any, anybody is, everything is better than you. Okay. I mean, you know what? He's right. He has a right to that opinion. I don't care. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that feel that way. Whatever. You know what? But the, the crazy thing is like this sort of like creepy, fragile guy, nihilistic humor shit that goes with like, it's like, yeah, man, we like to terrorize people and fuck with the sjw's and shit and then like literally the one moment there's any uh, accountability to be had any pushback yeah they're just like oh man fuck you you got me canceled you fuck you, <laughs> you know it's like well then stop smacing innocent people on the street and celebrating that things suck and have fun you little scumbag well also and i'll just move on from this after this point but yeah it, let's it, move on but wait listen <laughs> Right now, on this show that we're doing live, I'm engaging in a in a agreement and in a relationship with a giant multinational, super corrupt, horrible company called YouTube. Right? Like, yeah. There's plenty of things wrong with them, and I did totally. the same thing when it comes to Adult Swim or whatever network I'm dealing. There is a giant corporation that really only cares about selling Axe body spray or Chevy trucks. Um, <laughs> that's really that's really what it's about. I understand that. Right. Most people understand yeah. that. And so you, if you want to do what you do, if I want to continue to make things and have a life where I can, you know, uh, afford to do this and not try to just do it in my on my weekends, there is a compromise you make to work with these co- corporations. And it's a yeah. little, you play a little bit of a game. You sacrifice maybe, you know, a little bit of your integrity if you have to, to do what, to, to you know, for the greater goal of to sort of make the kind of stuff you want to make. Now, all these guys out there who are getting into trouble because they think that they have this sort of, you know, this God-given right to, to do whatever they want, including physically harm people and yeah. uh, intimidate people and break the law, and it should all be laissez-faire allowed to proceed. Don't – they seem to not understand that side of it, that you have to – there are – I'm sorry to be the fucking downer and the fucking right. class monitor snitch or whatever you want to fucking call me. I don't give a shit. I'm just honest. <laughs> about how the real world works. And if you want to sell your shit and get paid by the fucking Axe body spray people, which is what we essentially do when we go into a deal with any network that sells advertising, then you have to fucking play by a couple of base rules. Is that yes. so hard to understand for these people? Joe Rogan's playing by the rules now. He's uh, doing Spotify. He's self-censoring. <laughs> there now. you go. There you go. And, you know, if that's you. what... Joe Rogan is a sellout scumbag. Yeah, he's, he's been compromised his episodes by the and stuff with, the, with all the, the most hateful people. There's nothing stopping Baked Alaska from roaming around and causing <laughs> havoc and trouble and filming it on his phone and putting it up on bakedalaska.com. Oh, God, I missed the toilet. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just go ahead. <laughs> you know so, what's you know what's so crazy is that like uh, I I remember I you know getting trolls and having people who are like, you know, I go. I tell people, hey, look, um, you can have the First Amendment right. Like, you can say whatever you want, but, like, there are always going to be consequences if, like, what you're saying is sort of, like, has inherent violence or oppression or, like, like I don't know, judgmental, kind of hate in, in, of innately involved in it. So, because before the Internet, you would just get your ass kicked. And then all of a sudden, and it was like, I remember that, you know, it's like, Hey, this guy is being creepy to some girl that he works with. And then her brother shows up and whoops that dude's ass or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then, but now it's like, you go online and you're like, Hey, what's up? You fucking Jew piece of shit. You yeah. know? And it's just like, man, like that's just some kid who is getting a little dopamine hit out of like, he, 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 I'm a little mischief bitch. Well, you know, like, and then you have these other guys that love it because their life that dude on the Sucks phone somehow yeah. just said that's good content and that right. kind of blows that's, my mind yeah, yeah weird you're right that. there's we yeah. would like to find out more about that guy what's what happened to his life where right. he thinks yeah that's let's help like, him okay that's what right. i, like, I and funny. i can't right. i can't tell you how sincere i am i told the guys before the show my we have to figure out a way i don't want to put out my cell phone number because you know what that means but i do want to work a system where i can have a number and we can have a conversation i would be happy to talk to these people and say, A, here's where I'm coming from. B, where are you at? And how can like yeah. what what where how can you find joy in things that don't involve a guy going around and and just to, being absolutely disgusting and horrible naughty, to that naughty, poor no, woman no, yeah. working at the seven eleven. And I'm sorry that I get emotionally involved in all that. I was talking to my dad and he's like, Is there any way you can kind of, you know, extract yourself from this whole situation? I go, as soon as I start thinking that, I start like sacrificing a little bit about what I believe in and my kind of, co you know, the code of like, I just, you know, I've, I've, I'm a emotional, expressive person. Empathic. And empathetic. Empathetic. Yes. Empathetic. <laughs> yeah. Because me. clearly empathetic there's, a, there's a deeper problem underneath this shit. It's like there's some sort of like disconnect yeah. and a, a so, some sort of like thing that and, and it's lazy to be negative it's like emotionally intellectually lazy and it's not a long-term thing because the kinds of rewards that come from investing in relationships and growing things and caring about them and, and developing empathy and love and all yeah. this stuff is a long-term difficult goal that is fraught with many obstacles and um, but, and i just want to also add and because i've been I've, I, I can hear my voice sounding quite high-minded quite Quite, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, better than you, but sanctimonious. <laughs> sanctimonious. Not really. I am not, not really, a perfect. Though. I am not perfect. I have been, you know, disrespectful to people. My career is full of, you know, provocative stuff that might have not been super sensitive to the people on the other end. I don't think I would ever have gone as far as what you saw with the baked Alaska shit. I don't think there's any evidence of that. I'm like have I fucking you know, yelled at hecklers or have I, you know, done c pranks that were sort of, you know, pushing people a little bit, of course. Um, and, but what the, the concern <laughs> with, grow and we all can there you go. The concern <laughs> with baked Alaska is he's now, his brand hear. is now associated with making that caller that we had on there engaged more and, and, and watch more and, he has to ratchet things up. He's going to have to go out there and pull some fucking clockwork right. orange shit just to keep those people in the basement happy. 
he's like anybody else. He's got to deliver the goods. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, well, it's a complete do, mess. What do, with, what do you do with your alienation, though? It's like, you know, this, this culture clearly alienates the shit out of just everybody. Sure. So what are you going to do? Create art to dissect it and make fun of it and try mm-hmm. to, like, extract the little moments of joy that you can and observe it all? Or are you going to just, like get caught up in it and then just become a little dickhead a become little scumbo. a little a, yeah a little keyboard soldier yeah like what like what like what is that actually doing for your life at all you know in any way like go clean up the go pick up trash at the river you Motherfucker. <laughs> thank you for being the heavy today. I appreciate it. I'm you sorry. Are, I'm trying to. <laughs> I know. I get everybody worked up. And I want to also say, we have to get to Dr. Gregor. I want to say. Yeah, so can you imagine okay. what he's thinking listening to this? I want to say. Oh, I love him. I, I checked him out. He's yeah. great. I want to say doctor. one more. And I just want to say something positive that, that I've gotten a million DMs and messages from people saying how much, you know, they're like, we love you and thank you for what you do. And not just what I'm saying, but just like, thank you for the art or the comedy or the music or whatever um so i want to thank those people and i've been trying to get back to everybody but people like tim um, there's been a lot of love (laughs) a lot and i don't do it i don't come out there and say like hey look at these messages i got because i need that kind of you know reaction from people i'm just i'm kind of letting sort of moderates and people say you know know that like this is not going anywhere it seems to be getting even worse and um, yeah. anyways, Skinner, you we've we've sucked up all the time, but we want to just say that you've I love you. You made this beautiful T-shirt or sweatshirt. Was it a T-shirt sweatshirt? I don't even know. All kinds of stuff. Uh, a diaper. Um, a power gotta diaper. make a diaper. But I I'm love, I love what happens man. when artists like you take this what we do here and just yeah. go in a whole other direction. When, when we were doing Awesome Show, uh, the great Duke Aber, who made all the DVD covers and the posters and stuff, yeah, they are so, they're actually very different than the aesthetic of the actual show. Like, they're very, right. they're their own little thing, but they're kind of reflective of the show. And that's what you've sure. done here is you've, this, uh, this art is so not my thing, right? I know, I <laughs> know, I, I'm sorry. And I, but I love it because it's so just, it's just because it's, it's great. It's just great quality. Two and, worlds colliding. Yeah, you know, and I'm in, very good. I'm always inspired to to know, and I'm so happy that there's our small audience is just filled with creative people like you. Thanks, Tim. I really love that. I love you. I love all you guys. This is a great honor of my life. Thank you uh, to work with you guys, um, <laughs> and I love you very much. And there's like actually a lot of great artists in your audience I know. and that I know so that, that you, you know, you'll have rel- you know, relentless waves of new uh, shirts and probably not many more demons. We're just, cr- but- uh, we're just uh, <laughs> contributing to the giant uh, uh, land uh, fill out there with our merch. Matt is so geared. Yeah. Matt is, is so yeah. geared on merch. I said, you gotta I can't leave behind take, a big pile of shit. Take me out of the merch did. conversation. I'm happy that it's out there. But. <laughs> yeah, right. take me out of it too. I, I gotta go, guys. I am a big deal. I have things to do. I hear you. you uh, uh, Thank you, Skinner. Big, yes, I'll I want to. Can't later. wait to see you in person one day. You're such a good. Um, You've got oh. such a good energy to you. I want to hug you and touch you and kiss him on the lips. I, I do too, lips. Tim. I love that. That makes me so happy. I love you guys. I want to hang out one day. I love that people call me this gay this Jewish muscles. guy. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I. That's who I am. Like, I, like I should be so lucky. I would love to be a gay Jewish man. I would be then so you'd happy. Be running Hollywood. 
I would be so happy out there traipsing around in this in Brooklyn. Shabbat shalom. I'd be so happy. I love you guys. You can, ha- you can, it can happen. More. You could. It's just not who I am. It's not how I'm programmed. Yeah, well, we will reprogram you, kind of like that when they program the gay out of you. Mm -hmm. We should make a campus (laughs) where they program you to be gay. Uh I love it. And Jewish. Hello and welcome. Or hi, my name is Cole. My name is Andrew. We host a podcast called Podcast But Outside. Cole Hirsch. I didn't. I should say my full. We should uh, say our full name. Not necessary. We host a podcast called Podcast But Outside, where Cole and I set up a table on the sidewalk and talk to strangers who are walking by. We have a sign on our table that says "Hi, be a guest on our podcast, and we will pay, pay you one dollar." We are the only ethical podcast. We're the only podcast that pays. We have really interesting conversations with really fun folks. Like who? Like this guy. My sister lives in Denver. Oh, that was, a, that was a whole thing? Yeah. You said really interesting conversation. Denver's a totally different city. That's interesting. If you don't live there, I guess. Do you have a better one? Better what? Example? Yes. Like, yeah, I do, actually. Play it. Okay. Do you want to be like Joe Biden them? Have sex with animals? Jesus Christ. What? That is not a good example of our show. Why? Everyone's talking about Joe Biden. Not like that. Why don't we play one that we know people will like? Oh, who, like, like Marilyn? Okay. And I was somebody else's wife for a while. But the second yeah. one worked out. Well, until he died. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry okay. to hear that. It turned out he had a double life. Wow. What? What, what was the second life? He was a crack addict. What? Wait, how do you and, hide and that? A, Hold on. How do you hide? I don't He was a nice old Jewish guy. How did he get addicted to crack? He started smoking it. <laughs> I know, but I just, I'm just trying to, I know. <laughs> that was a good clip. Hey, thank you. So please subscribe to Podcast But Outside on YouTube and podcast apps. And then have a good t- t- time. time. I'll get that. Uh, let's well, get, I've already let's get, get a doctor's opinion okay. on this. Yeah, maybe, right. Dr. Knows. Maybe, Dr. Yeah. maybe Dr. Gregor Dr. Gregor, <laughs> thank you for joining us. I can't believe you came on a day like today <laughs> when it's, it's total mayhem here, sir. Um, I'm honored to be part of the mayhem. Okay, good. Uh, now, I don't want to even. We should. Move, we're going to fully move on. We're fully transitioning out of that. And are, what are you? Are you walking? I yeah yeah. Sitting's wow. long. Sitting's no good for you. So, are you walking in place, or are you on a machine that does? Oh, that? Uh, yeah. Get a cheap cheap treadmill at your local, uh, you know, a thrift store. Throw it under a table with some cheap plastic shelving. You have yourself a little treadmill desk. Well, and I'm, then you uh, make everyone seasick. I'm going to do it on my end. I'm wow. just going to fake it so that the audience can, it's equilib. You know, we're not tilted one way or the other. So we're both walking. Yeah. Well, you just yeah. Me and Vic got to be on like bikes back here. You got to get us on those bikes, the stationary well, bikes. Yeah. Dr. Gregor, uh, yeah. welcome to our show. A few About a few months ago, I was sort of in the in the dark depths of the pandemic and I was eating too much and I was just being, a, just being irresponsible. And we had a nutritionist or some guy, some 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 uh, some guy. some some low, low uh, lightweight, He's a some lightweight, trainer, wasn't <laughs> yeah. He or something? But he he went on and on about sort of this uh, high protein, uh, low carb deal. And right away, and we were happy to hear from him. He's a really nice guy. But right away, the red flags went up from the audience. Get Skinner out of here. <laughs> 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 And right away, the the red flags went up, and they said, "Sir, you are you've got to check out Dr. Gregor. Gr- Dr. Gregor knows that this is not the right advice. So, sir, tell us your sort of your elevator pitch about eating right, eating healthy." 
Uh, it's the good news that we have tremendous power over our health, destiny, and longevity. The vast majority of premature death and disability is preventable with a plant-based diet um, and other healthy lifestyle behaviors. There you go. So you, I got to stop this. I'm getting really <laughs> sick. Um, so you're an all plant-based diet guy. There's well, no. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you eat on your birthday, holiday, special occasions. It's the day-to-day -day stuff that really adds up. But on a day-to-day -day basis, we really should try to eat healthy, which is centering our diets around real food that grows out of the ground, uh, around uh, whole plant foods. Yes, and I've been pretty good, but I have to say. What happens with me, and I'm being honest to everybody here, I only speak truth, is I do slide a little bit. It gets, I get lazy. I was really, this is the thing, I get really into it. I get fully strict about it, and then I slide a little bit. What do you tell people who start sliding? You just get back up the next day. Try right? it I mean, again. It's like anything else in life, right? I mean, I mean, these foods, like the processed foods, they are, I mean, they have taste, so-called taste engineers right. who sit around all day just try to make sure you can't eat just one. I mean, they are using your own inherent biological drives against you, your taste for salt, sugar, fat, etc. I mean, there's this science of keeping you hooked um, and so you just got to, you know, uh, forgive yourself and, uh, you know, I think the long game. What about salt? Because I love I love nuts and I love uh, there's a sample for you guys. I love nuts. I am nuts, but I love, you know, cashews or almonds or peanuts. And but they really need some salt on them. Can regular good old salt. Is that how bad is that for you? Because I do suffer from high blood pressure, too. I wonder why. Um, yeah, but what is because salt seems so benign to me. If you when you look think it on a granular level, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, it's the so uh, excess sodium is the number one dietary risk factor for death on the planet Earth, <laughs> according to the Global Burden of Disease Study funded by the Mill Melinda Gates Foundation, the largest study of disease risk factors in history. The number one worst thing about the human diet is it soda? Is it the, you know right. cheeseburgers? No excess sodium that's number one number two is inadequate whole grain consumption number three is inadequate uh fruit consumption number four is inadequate nut consumption number five is inadequate vegetable consumption those are the top five deadliest things about the human diet four of those is not eating enough whole plant foods but number one on the list excess sodium because not only does it increase your risk of high blood pressure heart disease but also kidney damage and stroke risk on down the list the good news is that once you decrease your salt intake for the first few days, everything tastes like cardboard and you just can't imagine a life like it, <laughs> right. um, uh, a, a future without salt. But then an amazing thing happens. Your taste buds only last about 21 days um, and they constantly regenerating, renewing. And you actually, you change your palate. You put people, in fact, you do all these studies where you have people salt soup to taste, put them on a low salt diet. And a few weeks later, the soup they originally liked is too salty. They actually prefer lower salt soup. So eventually you get to a point where you have the best of both worlds. Tastes fantastic. And it's not going to end up killing you and stroking you out. So it's, you just got to stick to it and let this, let this process happen. 
So like something like these roasted and salted almonds, which I might just yeah. go through a bag in a couple of days, right? That is way too much salt, you're thinking. Way too much salt. Fuck! We really want to try to keep it, stay under 1,500 milligrams a day. And to do that, it's basically not eating anything in a bag or a box, any kind of processed food, because they add salt because they know. I mean, we have this. I mean, there weren't salt shakers and KFC on the African savanna. Right. We have this, this need, this inherent craving for salt because we evolved for millions of years with no salt around. But now the food industry uses that against us. Um, uses those natural biological drives to tempt us, um, but it's uh, it's killing people. Is there and, a difference? Uh, the be- only way is there a difference out. in the way to think about salt between what we do to flavor and what is used in processed foods to keep it? You know, it's from- all flavor. It's all flavor. It's so all the flavor. reason they add salt to canned beans or something, people think, oh, it's preservative. It's not a preservative. That's what cans are for. Cans are <laughs> sterile. You don't need. I mean, that's the whole point of canning foods. Right. Um, they add salt as a flavor enhancer. Okay. Um, I mean, strictly, that's it. Um, they know you'll buy more, you'll eat more, they'll make more money right. if, uh, you know, and so, but again, and the same thing happens with cutting down sugar, cutting down fat. I mean, the ripest peach in the world is going to taste sour after a bowl of Fruit Loops, but give it a while. If you give it a few weeks, all of a sudden, something like, you know, corn on the cob, no butter, no salt is actually delicious. You really, I mean, people right. see me something eat something simple like, you know, a microwave sweet potato with a little cinnamon or something. They look at me as like I'm some aesthetic monk or something it's like, <laughs> oh, it's great. You can eat like that. But, you know, I could never do that. Right. But they don't realize, no, it actually tastes delicious, like craveably good to me. Right. But only because my my palate hasn't been deadened by these hyper palatable, you know, hyper sweet, hyper fat, hyper salty foods. All right. Let's Doug. Do you have a question? Uh, sure, I have a few questions. Doug is a, is a uh, Dr. Gregor Hi, Dr. Stan. Gregor. I'm a big fan. He is, he is the awesome. president of Dr. Gregor Stan. I read your book, How Not to Die. I bought it for my mom. I don't think she read it. But anyway. <laughs> he doesn't care um, as long as you bought the book. What do you say to people that uh, say that um, uh, humans evolved to eat meat and we need it in our diet? Beef. Okay, so those are two very different things, <laughs> Right. Um, I mean, so uh, when we evolve, the, the critical thing is we need to reach reproductive age. And the way we do that is we get calories from any source. I mean, so we evolved in a uh, context of scarcity. Um, so concentrated, that's why we have this craving for high calorie density foods, really concentrated source of calories like donuts, etc. Well, a kind of the Paleolithic version of that was things uh, like well. bone marrow and brains, anything we could scavenge. And so we have a craving for that. And we, uh, all we had to do is reach reproductive age, pass along our genes, and then croak in our 20s. They didn't have to worry about these chronic degenerative diseases like heart disease and diabetes and obesity and things that, um, unfortunately, are accelerated by excess consumption of these animal products. Um, one last question, and then I have to let you go. Um, I got another question, too. Do okay. Sundays? I'll ask a question, and then we'll turn to Doug okay. for the final question. Okay. Hold. All right. What about what do you do with kids? Because I have kids and obviously, you know, it's it's already been it's already hard enough with what's going on with the pandemic and eating, you know, this 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 daily like, oh, what are they what are we what should we put in front of their face? Obviously, they're like picky is how it's got to be super important to start this this sort of thinking pretty early. Well, I mean, what's remarkable, these uh, reversal studies where a plant-based diet reversing some of the leading killers, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, most of these studies were started in people in their 50s, 60s. Maybe So they're eating 
crap their entire lives right. and then all of a sudden can open up arteries without drugs without surgery cure their high blood pressure diabetes so it's never too late to start eating healthy stop smoking start exercising etc um but yes obviously earlier the better um we have uh, tragic autopsy studies on accident victims and that the average 12 year old already has what are called fatty streaks uh, which are the first stages of atherosclerosis heart disease number one killer of men and women already 100 percent of arteries uh, in uh, kids in the standard american diet by age 12. so the wow. earlier we can um, get people eating healthier the better and this is the time i mean during the pandemic no longer are they getting cupcake birthday celebrations every day um we have now kind of total control over our families food supply I mean, right. what comes in the house right um and so we're no longer you know tempted by the donut shop or the starbucks or whatever and so we can if all you have in the house is healthy food people will eat healthy food i mean eventually you'll get hungry enough you'll eat that apple i mean right. that's the best thing you've got you're gonna eat that apple but if there's apple and cookies the apple is just gonna get all moldy in the fridge what if you, um, somebody's telling me, you're telling me Nick Fuentes is in the chat. We can put him. Okay, I'll talk to him. Yeah, next. But, they told him he has to wait um, till 10.50. What about this, doctor? These uh, pop, these uh, seltzers. Do you, are you pro, anti, or neutral on, on the, What's, uh, the, I, I, I the spark, the sparkling waters, like, uh, LaCroix. Carbonated water. Like the carbonated yeah, LaCroix, water. Yeah, so that's zero, so that's zero sodium, zero calories, zero sugar. Go for it. Thank you. Doug, your final I mean, the only question. thing you're doing is is with that with the sixty cents or something that can cost you could buy some kale. But okay. That's the only, like the opportunity cost. Is There's all something that, like it, cra- you know, it satisfies some kind of craving. The right? the, the crispness, the colding, good, the colding. All right, Doug, okay, your final quick, question. Quick question. Some haters try to say that beans are bad for you because they have anti nutrients called lectins, which is a whole. I don't want to open a big can of worms here, but what do you say to people that? say that beans open a big can of beans instead <laughs> right now so there's a uh yeah this guy named uh, gundry wrote a book called plant paradox arguing that there's these evil lectins in in uh in healthy foods like uh beans and tomatoes and lentils and things um but uh, i have a bunch of videos on the website uh, nutritionfacts.org where i go through point by point um, actually, lectins may actually be beneficial for you and the bad lectins are utterly destroyed by proper cooking you can even eat a dried bean if you wanted. You have to cook it. By the time you can smush it with a fork, all the lectins, um, the bad lectins are gone. And one of the healthiest foods, most concentrated source of fiber, important for your good gut bacteria. I encourage people to eat legumes, beans, peas, chickpeas, lentils every single day. Dr. Greger, it is an honor to have you on the show. I hope our audience has found it enlightening. Uh, nutritionfacts.org is a That's great one. resource. And the app is great. You got the Daily Dozen where you can oh, sort of try to check off your your uh, the sort of the basic. Th- I actually was doing that for a little bit, and it's it's actually kind of you have to eat quite a bit to sort of check everything off there. It's like a lot, a lot of food, a lot of food. So if you like eating, check out the Daily Dozen Nutrition Facts. Nutrition Facts. I always feel like I'm getting that wrong. Thank you for the shirts, Doctor Greger. Thank you for the shirts and the books. Thank you for your. Thank you for taking on this cause. I think it's a beautiful thing what you're doing. You're you're a true uh, prophet of the 21st century. So, uh, happy to help. God bless you. Keep up the good work. If you're into that shit. <laughs> Great American food. All right. Do we have Nick Fuentes? What's his deal, Vic? Oh, well, let him explain it. I don't know. He's probably not going to come. No, he's, he's here. Not. He's oh, got he's his here. MAGA hat and everything. He's oh, been good. calling people fags hey, hey. in the chat. He's, hear me? You know, he's ready to go. Hello? 
Nick, are you smaller or taller than Ben Shapiro? Give us the straight. What's your full height, weight? Spit in my Six, mouth. Nine, What's the deal with the pumpkin on your show that you made it so <laughs> giant to make you look even smaller than you actually are? That's was that a, joke, a was yeah. that a good idea or a bad idea? Actually, a joke. You probably wouldn't understand. You're not. I don't funny. get. Why do Why do you <laughs> care if I'm funny or not? Why does it matter? Why does what is the relativity well, of humor have to do with anything in the world right now? Obviously, well, there's things that I don't think are funny. Oh, I tried. Did you watch the new Adam Sandler movie, Hubie Halloween? No, I don't watch that. I don't watch Adam Sandler. Okay. I didn't find that funny. I tried watching it, but I'm not going around making it a big part of my personality about whether or not I like Adam Sandler. Aren't you you a comedian? Yeah, I'm I'm a successful comedian. I've been doing it for 15 years. You have 2,000 viewers. I have 10,000 viewers. I'm 22. How old are you? You have 10,000 viewers on your... Because my audience are actually productive people. (laughs) My audience are productive people who don't have time to sit around and watch this stupid live stream. They watch and listen at home. They watch later. Uh, You know... I like to let the viewers and the money do the talking, but you're highly successful. I've been very successful. I've had tremendous success on television, which is a much broader, much bigger, more profitable way to go about expressing yourself. That was funny in like 2008. I miss I uh, you missed the announcement that I, I have a new. Happy. Excuse me, you missed the announcement. I have a new show coming on Showtime starting November 8th called Moonbase 8. That's Showtime. Cool. It's a paid service. Your audience won't be able to afford I'm it. Like Dylan. But uh-huh. uh, starring John C. Riley and Fred Armisen, that will be running November 8th. So I continue to get tremendous work from the uh, Showtime. I think my parents have a Showtime subscription. I'm not sure. I'll have to well, ask when them. you come up from the basement to watch in their living room, you can check it out. <laughs> I will. When I come up from the basement, I will ask them if they have Showtime. He laughed. He thinks you're funny. You got to think I'm funny, buddy. You've got to <laughs> no, be amused by me. You've got to be impressed with my wit. <laughs> it's actually funny. That's actually what I do. You do, yeah. So, what's then, your? Where's all the hate coming from, Nick? Why can't you just be a? It seems like your side has won. Now, I don't know who's going to win the presidential election. It doesn't look good for Donald Trump, but you, you, you guys can't seem to be satisfied with anything. When are you going to admit that you've already won, but nothing's gotten better for your audience? You're, you're, you're a propaganda. You're a propagandist. Dead. Dead. Um, dead. <laughs> and the audience, your audience, their lives haven't improved. Um, the wall's still not built for some reason. I, I, you don't even know who my audience is. Who are you talking about? I know. About? Believe me, I know who your audience is. I don't know what they look like because they hide behind these ridiculous anime Pepe. Well, yeah, because uh, if they faces, you would tattle on them to their employers like you did to Baked Alaska. You go on Twitter and you tag their employer and say, oh, yeah. this person is anti-Semitic. Could you fire them from their job? Why I didn't stand say up, that. Why don't you tell me? Why, so, why don't you tell your audience? Why don't you tell your audience what I actually said? Instead of hyperbolizing it. Actually tweet about, you tagged YouTube and Vic, YouTube. Com- Doug, you are not happy. You said this. I a big sigh. Oh, that was me. That was me. Oh, that was you. I'm sorry. I'm just bored with this dude. Uh, right? At why why you- even give this guy attention? I mean. I think the audience, it's like uh, the audience. No, it's well, the audience. I, just I, I'll no, let, him to, let him go. I have let to him, fess up. I told the, that his fans talk. that if they raised $400 in the chat, oh. we would put them on. Well, or? no. You know what? I get accused of silencing people. I get accused of canceling why people. I want you to understand, you Nick, that I don't have that control because either. Why did you tag Wait, why did you tag YouTube then? If you weren't trying to get him. 
kicked off YouTube, yeah. why did you tag YouTube and YouTube support on Twitter? You're a verified account. Yeah. You know they'll see it if you're a verified account. Why would you tag them if that wasn't your oh, intention? Oh, my intention is entirely to let people know that what I saw, <clears throat> the harassment of that woman, as a user of YouTube, as somebody that, that uses the platform, I said this earlier in the show, is something that I find Nick, disturbing. Nick, okay? did you say so? Nick, but did, did you, that did that have any effect on whether he was pulled? What What about yeah, the macing? What about the macing? Hitting that a guy later? with his car. Nick, I want to ask you: Did you say Did you Go say ahead, baked Nick. Alaska is a runaway slave, and Tim and Vic are house n words chasing him down? Yes, that is exactly how. Why it did is. you that delete is, it though? Why did you delete it then? Yeah. Why did I delete it? Is that cowardly? No, probably because it would have. Why violated. did you say the Jews will not cancel I, the year of baked Alaska? Why, they, why do you call us Jews? What, yeah, is, that what is What is the problem What's with being Jewish? With I'm not Jewish. Vic's odd. not Jewish. Matt There's is. They're acting in a subversive manner. To oh, yeah. Why don't you call us Jews now, then? Yeah, call me a Jew. You? Call Tim a call Jew. Call me a Jew, Nick. Are you Jewish? Huh? Why are, are you, you asking now, though? Why don't you just call us that? Yeah, what? First of all, it's a Jew. It's an insult, right? Why is it being Jewish an insult to you, Nick? It's not an insult. That's just how you are. It's descriptive. But you you don't he seem to have a high opinion of me. You think I'm doing something uh, wrong. You don't agree with what I'm doing, and you associate that with Jewish behavior. What's that about? Well, that, Why is yes, it a derogatory yes, term? That's what those are Jewish organizations. Are you not familiar with that? What are Jewish organizations? The ADL. You'll see. Yeah, that that is literally what they they did it to me. The Zionist Organization of Zionist. America. Nick, Listen Nick, to you. Nick, you sound like on, the fucking. On. John Burke Society, and all we try to do in a civil society is is control that kind of rhetoric because it's all it is is hurtful. All it is Nick, is whoa, destructive. Whoa, 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 you're a, you're an agent of destruction, hold Nick. On, hold on, hold you're on. not contributing to the success or the prosperity of this country. You're making people incredibly stressed. You're making people incredibly uncomfortable and angry. You are not a person who is encouraging any kind of communion or growth. Oh, here's here's a quote from Nick. Enough with the Jim Crow stuff. Who cares? Oh, I had to drink out of a different water fountain. Big fucking deal. Oh, no. You're they had to disgrace. go to a different school. And, and even if it was bad, who cares? It was better for them. It was better for us. There you go. And you know it's what? It's not worth engaging with losers like this. Shame on you, Nick, because you were, give, you were afforded every opportunity, you. I'm sure. You're a white, right. privileged little piece of shit. And you have taken this I'm road Mexican. when you could have I'm done it. Yeah, you're Mexican. Yeah, that's. I'm a quarter Latino. Of course you. you Good for you. Good for you. God bless it. Of course you are. Because you, you, yeah. God bless it. But you know what? You have chosen the wrong path, and you still have time because you're a young boy. I'm 45. Right, your life is ruined by a no, way. You can change your point. the course of your life. You can put the pumpkins away. You know. Nick, were you actually, gonna, Nick, did you march at Charlottesville? We're pounding, we're pounding you with the pumpkin. You're getting pounded. Nick, you know did what? you march at Charlottesville? Vic, go for it. I mean, just go for it. Did you the march pounding. at Charlottesville? Yeah. What, yes, did, you, what did you chant? What did you chant? I didn't chant anything. The team oh, was on Friday. I came on Saturday. Uh, it's you always, you always like just kind of just tiptoe out of the thing. Right, I, didn't, I was cowardly. there, but I didn't you're, chant. You're, the, you're a coward. <laughs> Why were you there? What are you doing there? How is that cowardly? These are the facts. The Tiki Torch March was on Friday. I got there on Saturday. And why did you go? Okay, so that you were there the day that, that a dude drove down a, a path and drove over people? Yeah, what, yeah that? that happened currently with me being in the city of Charlottesville. I don't see how did that it feel? How did it feel in your heart? How did it feel in your heart when that woman was uh, run over by uh, 
by by you know patriots of yours, compatriots of yours. Well, not really compatriots. I didn't know who did it. I mean, how would you feel that a Black Lives Matter person drove over Trump supporters in L.A. last week? Hey, I did mean, it, we how how'd that uh, those that boogaloo boy uh, do shooting the cop? Is that one? Was that one of your dudes? Cops in Louisville. They shot two Nick, cops. Nick, that one I don't want to. Oh, okay. Nick, I got to talk Trump. to the flaming lips. But listen, yeah. man. I want to say you have time. What do you think, Nick? What do you think of David Duke? Do you like David Duke? Are you a David Duke head? Uh, I've never met David Duke. I don't know David. Baked Alaska. You don't know what are you, Trump? I don't know David Duke. (laughs) Baked Alaska told David Duke that he loves David Duke. Helped him when he got maced in the eyes. I mean, you know, if somebody's helping you and you get maced, I think that's the polite thing to say. Nick, my message to you is this: You're a good-looking guy. You're young. You've got a lot of charisma because you know, despite the booger booger eating we saw. You're not you know, funny. Which is disgusting. Um, you have an opportunity to change the course of your life. You've got an audience. You can speak to that audience. Does it make you feel good when you have this audience that spends their time sending the most just disgraceful, disgusting, yes, hateful of language? Of course it Why? Does. Where's that from? Because he likes to upset what? people. There's something How wrong have you with, been, his, with his mind have and, you and been his upbringing. Were you abused? Were you sexually abused? Were you physically abused? I'm smarter than all of you put together. How? But, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> listen, Nick, a guy that says that is, 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 is categorically not that because he just said it. What does oh, that mean? True. What does that mean that you're smarter than all of us put together? Can you well, walk me through, dissect that? You would know what it means. Tim, he just I got mean, out of high school. This is the kind of thing that they, the, the kind of burns that the I, bullies I use. I want to give Nick a hug and say, listen, Don't man. Touch. I'm not a pedophile like your partner, Eric Wareheim, oh or whatever. Nick, Nick, this, which many, isn't oh, true. Nick, uh, we have been slandered it, by you, and one of these days, it's going to go a little over the line, and you're going to get sued. Are because you, you can't just go around offended? calling people pedophiles with no evidence or no sort of justification for it. It's only well, used as a pejorative. Huh? Evidence and justification. You and your crew are calling me all sorts of names. Nick, like what do you think about the Holocaust? Did it happen? Did the Holocaust happen? Of course, of course. I would of never, I would never suggest otherwise. Of course, it bullshit. happened. I, I mean, never you, you're on. There's video of you saying that. Saying what? You're just lying. You're outright lying. What? You don't Saying believe what? it happened. You don't believe it happened the way it happened in, in history, That's right? True. Single you video. Dispute, you said. dispute the facts. That's not true. So, right. so no how, many, how many Jews died in the We've Holocaust? Got Stephen, ready to go. Know, Ten trillion, or what's what's the latest figure? I See, don't this know. Is what, Ten this is like, yeah, just I get want this guy your, off the air. This Nick, I want to give yourself. Stuff. I want you to give yourself <laughs> a wedgie later tonight. Yeah, I'm triggered, man. I'm triggered. Here we go. I want to get. I want you to give yourself. I'm seething. I want. I love. By the way, can you can you clarify your stupid news report? By the way. In in the back of your news report, did you notice this, Vic? What? There's a like every three seconds. There's oh, a shooting flies. star going yeah, by. Flies. There's a shooting star going by in your animated <laughs> nighttime city drop background. Is that funny? It's stupid. It's embarrassing that that's what you've got to work with. But would you go on the air and clarify that there was no campaign to get that idiot uh, banned, and that there was no begging, and there was no seething? I just want you to be straight with your audience. At YouTube, at YouTube support. You tagged them twice. You tagged okay. two different. Good for now. me. Good for me. I should get a gold medal. Did, right. did you see where? Right. Right. Did you see where? Yeah, yeah, interesting guy in person on the line. Let's let yeah, this. <laughs> not give yourself. Like put your. Uh, yeah. What's that called when you put your head in the toilet and someone flushes uh, it? Swirly. swirly. Give yourself a swirly. I'll pay for all the dry cleaning required to clean up afterwards. I'll get you a new haircut. Throw that stupid yeah, hat away. You're supporting a tyrant. Goodbye. I mean. Goodbye, loser. Good guest. Fun energy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
That's the final word from Nick. Wow. He's welcome anytime. Wow. <laughs> Go from that to an absolute legend. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hey. Hey. I had to, this I had to be torn here a little bit. Steve, we got to walk away. I had to walk away from the hunt for Red October for this. Yeah, that was a little crazy. Welcome, Steve Draws from the Flaming Lips. This is an honor beyond belief. <laughs> hey, Tim, it's, it's actually Stephen Drozd. I just wanted to correct you on that real quick. So. <laughs> well, I, we wanted that clarification because Doug, you have, Doug is here. Doug Lusenhop, my sidekick here. Hi, Steve. A huge Flaming Lips fan forever. And, yeah, we got to change that last name to something more rockin'. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Drozd. Think dozed off, but drozed off. Well, yeah. we got Wayne Coyne. Why don't you be like Stephen Bills or something? That's <laughs> kind of cool. Coins and well, Bills. Well, thanks for, thanks for having me. I'm a big fan, Tim. Steve, Love your work. I know. And, well, I, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I am so uh, honored because, first of all, you've you've done, which we get this out of the way, You all, besides just kind of being mutual fans, you're the composer of the music in the new uh, Moonbase 8 show coming. That, uh, that 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 is true. I still don't know what's going on. When that's when is that supposed to air? Well, you've not been paying attention to my promotional campaign, but it's November eighth. Okay. All so, right. I can't wait. Yeah. Is this the first show that you've scored, or have you have you done other TV work? I haven't done any TV work. Um, I've done a couple of soundtracks for some movies that weren't really much, but it's my first uh, foray into television. You know, Jonathan Kreisel uh, invited me to do it, so I couldn't couldn't turn it down. You know? Yeah, was it? Did you enjoy the process, or was it hard and not fun? It, it was it was both. It was really hard, but it was fun. So yeah. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot while I was doing it too. I just did it at home, so um, I learned a lot as I went along. So yeah, I'm glad I did it. It's it's very special. It's really it really it's it's always like a leap of faith when you go like here score this. We we don't really even know what to tell you. Like what? It's such a weird show. It is such a weird yeah. tone that it's kind of hard to, it could go in the re, a really wrong direction, obviously, but yes. it didn't. Well, and it was really great. Well, Chrysler gave me a playlist of some different things to listen to, to get some inspiration, you know? Cool. So uh, like, you know, 20 different things ranging from uh, science fiction stuff to, you know, just all the stuff that he likes. So I had some parameters to work with him, but it was a little daunting at first, you know, the first thing you send out, you're like, are they just going to think this is a piece of shit or what? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so, it's not for sure. Um, yeah. So you guys, the Lips have put out the new album, American Head. Yeah. And I, I've been listening to it nonstop. Aside from, right. I've, I've been really into Bruce Springsteen this week, too. I've been listening to, like, the live 75 to 85 record. Totally. Gotcha. It's so great. But mm -hmm. can I say that's odd? Because I fell asleep to the new album last night, the the new Lips album. It's so boring. And in the <laughs> dream, a tiny Bruce Springsteen came in and gave me a hug. So that's oh. just oddly, enough you said that. So it's, it's all connected. Yes. Yeah, it's all connected. Um, well, it really feels like, uh, I don't know, a return a little bit to the soft bulletin. Is, is, that, an, is that a conscious uh, idea that you guys had? Um, I think we, sound you could say wise? that. You could say that. Yeah. When we first started talking about it, Wayne said we should do our Americana record. Like, our, you know, <laughs> we're an American band. We've never really kind of embraced that part of our identity. And we kind of went along with that. But yeah, a lot of this stuff textually, it reminds me of soft bulletin stuff. You know, there's more uh, acoustic instruments and stuff like that, and a little less electronic than the last couple of records we did, you know. So, um, and if people yeah. don't, people don't realize this about you is, and I don't want to slag the other guys, but I will. You, <laughs> You are the musical 
you were like the Brian Wilson of this group. Well, I don't know if I'd say that, you know, Wayne and I have a pretty comfortable working relationship, but this last record was mostly just the two of us, uh, at Dave, at Dave Fridman's studio, but, but you know, so um, much of the, so much of the playing on the record, I guess. Yeah. Brian, maybe Brian Wilson isn't the best example. Be my baby is my favorite song. <laughs> I just wanted to get Vic to play some <laughs> Brian Wilson. Jokes. I don't like my at all. so much of the playing on the records is you and you're such a, you know, I think when the, when you first came on the scene of the band, you were, were you, the, you were the drummer at that point, right? Yeah. I joined as a drummer. Yeah. In 1991. And, uh, Things just kind of evolved from there. And, you know, Wayne and I got really comfortable with each other pretty quick, writing songs together and trading ideas. And it just kind of evolved from there, you know. Because so it was it a very out. different band when you joined, sonically. Like, yeah, there was noise, strong noise, punk, uh, at drug damaged, you know, but not really drug users, kind of just some wacky yeah. stuff. Some of it amazing. A lot of it overlooked, I think. They were one of my favorite bands when I joined. So it was a weird time for me, you know, to have one of your favorite bands come to the place you're living and ask you if you want to jam and join and join their group it was like wow this is unreal how did that happen what were you doing and how did they know who you were well long story short i was in austin with a band that was from norman oklahoma playing with them and things weren't working out for us in austin so they wanted to move back to norman i went with them and followed them back to norman meanwhile that band broke apart and wayne and the lips lived in norman at that time norman and oklahoma city are like 20 miles from each other and uh they saw a videotape of me playing with that band and, and tried to and track me down and just asked me to join them so wow. yeah that's um, the short, short version. Much like Doug when, and Vic, who are just huge fans of mine, came, <laughs> came knocking at the door. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask saw you. Hey, tapes and came sure. to that's, us. that's yeah, a good that's point. That's yeah. what happened. Hey, how do you feel about the Herman Cain thing? That just is so bizarre, isn't it? The the dying the dying. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> dying <laughs> part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I mean you're you're so nice to me, and you like said how much you liked that record. It's that's a weird thing I did when you look back and actually listen to it. It's this it's very kind of lipsy in a way if it's so it's like really <laughs> demented it's like i just i just made it in a week in my by myself with a few friends helped me out well, here and there but yeah i was a casual tim and eric fan and then i uh, stumbled upon that cane train thing and it just blew my mind <laughs> <laughs> like who takes the time to do this you know so and i've been a, a fan <laughs> well let me but, uh, you, you work with jonathan you work with jonathan ratto too right Rado, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Rado, He's, sorry, Rado. Yeah, well, if, if yeah. we can't pronounce your name, we're not going to be able to pronounce his. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about you guys the other day and how, like, my, I'll just, I don't know if I told you, my experience with you guys, I'm in Philadelphia right before the soft bulletin comes out, start really getting into you guys. I am seeing you guys at the Trocadero where you have the audience come up with the boom boxes. Hello. Mm-hmm. Big you show. You saw that show. I saw that you show. You saw that show? I was there. Wow. And blown mind, like, and also blown <laughs> eardrums because it was like the loudest yeah. thing of all time. Yeah. And then I was at, um, I believe I was at the show where you guys had people uh, with the radios, and you had everyone listening on your on the low on the FM radio while you guys. Yeah, were we had like a little transmitter that just transmitted our master mix out to the headphones if you wanted to wear them, you know. So um, yeah, that was the next year. The '98 was when we did the boombox, and '99 was when we did that tour. So that's really cool. You got to see that Philadelphia show. I remember that one at the Trocadero. Yeah, he had. If people can imagine this, they did. Well, this was kind of. Was it before Zarika or was it sort of in concurrent with that? Like it was sort of concurrent. Uh-huh. Zarika came out. All of 97 and that's right when we started doing these boombox shows you know so, so you guys would just for my audience because my audience might not know anything about this but you mm-hmm. guys would have about how many boomboxes did you have 20 or we something had, 
uh, 20 on each side, so 40 total. And then Michael, our bass player, would run the main mix, which is loops and stuff like that. Right. And then on each cassette was a different set of sounds. And I would conduct the left 20 boombox people, and Wayne would conduct the right 20, 20 boombox people with just volume. We'd, we'd yeah. direct them turning up and down their volume, and just oh, some crazy stuff happened. It so, was so fucking cool. And and the audience is they're up there like they're in the band all of a sudden they're playing playing them you know um, yeah was that the whole show or did you guys do it as sort of like the second half like you must have played just like a traditional show too no no it was just because we were we were kind of in a you know we were in flux right then because our guitar player Ronald had left the group in '96 so it was just the three of us right and we couldn't really tour as a band yet we hadn't worked it out so those were just just boombox shows once we started touring for the soft bulletin there was no more boombox shows but they were never mixed together it was boombox shows and then we just stopped doing that started touring as a, a rock band again so what um i have a weird question um because i get a little nerdy about this why was there was one song in the soft bulletin the spider bite song that yeah. what wasn't on like the uk version of it or something there's like this weird inconsistency where that song wasn't on a version Let's of the see. record do you know what i'm talking about yeah, I thought that Spider Bite was on both versions, but the song Slow Motion was on the UK version, but not the oh. American version. Well, uh, why can't I remember that? I'm tripping. Yeah. Maybe I think right. Maybe. I, my, here's my memory. I could be totally wrong. It's not the Spider Bite song isn't on one of the versions. And the reason I think that, and it's in my brain, is that I love that song so much and I felt guilty or bad that I was dumb because. If it's the one song they took off the record, it was that one. I'm like, did those guys not like that song? And am I the am I lame for liking that one? Well, if it, if it was that song, it wasn't because we didn't like the song. It right. was just a, a packaging thing with Warner's and Warner's right. UK and all that. You know how that kind of stuff goes. I want to so. find out. I want to know about the bite. He well, got, the, of he course, got the bite, right? we want to know about the bite. We all well, want to know about the weird, bite. This is a weird story. I, I feel kind of weird telling it now that I have young children that look up stuff on the internet. But um, <laughs> so. Um, I was I, I really thought it was a spider bite at first. I don't know if you can see my hand there. There's a there's a big scar right there. So you're the spider so, bite victim. Or I'm the, the spider bite dude, yeah. Uh -huh. So I really thought it was a spider bite at first because I've been cleaning out my garage and uh, just it just seemed like that's what it was. Right. I go to the hospital and it turns out it's actually um, an abscess from where I injected something. Okay. And it, way out of control but i thought it was a spider bite at first when i found out the truth i didn't tell wayne and he wrote this really sweet song oh, no. so, oh boy after we were after we recorded the song i was like i have to tell you something but you know because he wrote this song and it's really sweet you know it's really heartfelt he meant it you know he means yeah. it. yeah and i told him the truth and he's like well that's really pathetic but you know I can. <laughs> it is what it is think, some it, people think it really is a spider bite and some people know the actual truth of it so it's pretty pretty twisted little story it know? is so, i mean i don't want to yeah. get into this too much but it, it did occur to me listening to the new record there's there's a lot of there's a heavy drug presence on the record in terms of con like subject matter and yeah. that, how does that make you feel? Is that something you're comfortable with? And it's, it feels like it's coming from Wayne, at least from kind of a nostalgic place or like, just like he seems to be writing about his youth. Maybe not, maybe I'm reading too much in, but is that, is that, I just could imagine it could be uncomfortable, but maybe it's well, not. Well, we got, we got together and uh, traded stories about our older brothers. You know, his family had six kids. Mine had five. He had older brothers that did drugs. My two older brothers, did crazy drugs did went to prison all kinds of stuff so um 
me uh, singing the, the the subject matter on this record we're singing more about other people than right. my own personal experience of it so it feels a little different it feels more like storytelling than oh yeah. my god i can't believe that i'm stuck in this this thing you know so the, um the line about johnny's still a greaser and tommy yeah. gone away to war i fucking yeah. love that that i mean james, that's my james, that's my james kind my of deal brother so james is my oldest brother james got busted and doesn't give a fuck anymore so that's about my oldest brother so. oh man i'm um, i'm writing a song right now that is like because i'm you know i put out a record and and it's yeah. all about fear of death and uh, all this existential stuff and and i'm not this place i'm sure you've been there and wayne's been you guys have been there where you're like what do i i don't what do i have to say now i don't know what i have to even talk about like I've, have i played all my cards and I started writing this song that was like clearly about this guy I remember from high school uh, who wasn't doing too well. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I could do one of those kind of, t- you know, records, a little bit of a look back because there's a I haven't looked back for a while. And that yeah, yeah. is like a fun exercise to go. I have so many great ideas. I, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I haven't thought about my high school friends or I haven't thought about where I grew up too much in a while. And so, yeah, I think it's good to look back and think about. You know, use that as for some inspiration. To do a polka record, Tim. Because I, I wanted to ask, because uh, you played in a polka band growing up, right? Steven? Yeah. Yeah, my, my dad uh, played in many, many bands. He was one of the very first white rock and roll bands in Texas uh, in 1955 in Houston. Um, and then he went, he had uh, Czech polka and waltz bands. He played in country bands. And when I was 10, I started playing drums drums in his polka and waltz band and then played in his country band. So I'm familiar with the beer barrel polka and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. I think it's fascinating the the polka the German influence on the Mexican music yeah. in which I hear a lot here where I live. Um, I almost very similar, yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. they must have the Germans, I think, went to Mexico in the early 1900s or the 1800s. I don't know the history. And well, my headphones the, unplugged. One second, sorry. Okay. Wow, Microphone. <laughs> Dropbox. Um, Dropbox. Well, you know, it's like the uh, Germans and Czechs all you know migrated down to south texas and some of them went as far as you know where what was you know what is mexico now what was south you know that that region so they all kind of combine and all kind of make sense in that way so what's your process uh with uh when you're writing music do you you have a little home studio it looks like you're in kind of a home studio is that would you yeah this is my little my little place here yeah i've got drum kit set up i got a bunch of keyboards all my all my guitars are here and i just use like a little pro tools thing with the uh universal audio interface thing i have so it i have the same thing i, I it's not set up right now because uh, i'm kind of been changing my studio around and moving things around so i'm just going directly into the computer right now but um but i use it for just about everything so it's really it's almost like they help you not sound like shit you know right so and yeah. are you in a like promotional like i know you're doing the show just because we're pals we are we will continue to we'll be become stronger pals after this but are you in like a we're pushing the record hard and has that been like there it is <laughs> There it is. Um, are you in like the, uh, you're doing as much, I mean, it's hard now to be able to, to try to promote your record. You guys are not, I saw you guys did a show with everybody in the bubbles. Man, they, they talked about it on the Today Show. I mean, Ahoy Palloy, the, the Today Show talks about it. That is wow. good. That you, are, you have made it, friend. We're trying to devise a way where we could actually play a show and have it be safe. And those bubbles really are a good seal, you know. The, the process is getting into the bubbles, and then you have to disinfect them after. But Wayne's working on a procedure. Uh, he's obsessed with right these now. bubbles, man. He's, he's all a, about. He's a, man- <laughs> he's he's a, a maniac. Guy. Yeah. He, lo- you must be like Wayne uh, again with the bubbles. Now I'm getting, I'm getting into another bubble, and he's like, "Well, finally, there's a reason for these bubbles." 
with the pandemic. Yeah, it seems like now it seems like a really great idea, you know. But um, <laughs> but he does like you know Rolling Stone and Spin and all the big you know publications or whatever you want to call them. You know, he's the face. Do, he's kind of like the front yeah. front man face. Well, he he loves doing it. Yeah, he's he's so good at it too. So I I like to do this kind of stuff where. It, you know, it's just people that I love and, and yeah. I admire their work and whatever. But he does most of the the big, you know, the bigger production things. So but I guess we're officially in this mode of trying to promote the record. But it's, a, you know, it's a weird time. And yeah. you don't want to be insensitive about the shit that people are going through. So you yeah. have to kind of walk this line of like, here's my new stuff. Check it out. Isn't it great? Meanwhile, we live in a shitscape, you know, so it's kind of, you know, it's a hard it's a it's a line you have to walk. So and, but you guys are stuff. getting you guys I saw have gotten a little political. You've got you've done some some fundraiser kind of things, get out the vote kind of things. Is that, is that a yeah. easy thing for you guys to, to reconcile and you don't feel alienating to, you know, to people or you just feel, no, passionate I, you know, I, it really pisses me off when people are like, you know, stick to the jokes, Heidegger, or, yeah. you know, stick to the music, dude. It's like, it's like me telling you, I think you're a great craftsman and a uh, woodworker, but keep your politics to yourself. Fucker. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm just a guy. I'm yeah. just a guy that has yeah. thoughts and sometimes uh, yeah, I'm, so, I'm right. And sometimes I'm wrong. So when people say that, I'm like, I really don't give a shit. You know, if I lose a fan because they're, you know, they're Trumpers or something, I don't, I don't really don't give a shit. So, yeah. 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 That guy's, that's how I am. That's how I am. Me, me, you, Jim Gaffigan. We're, we're on the edge. <laughs> we're, I love Jim. We're carrying the flag. Yeah, we're carrying Jim, the flag. So. I, I called Jim out a little bit just because I felt like the past couple, past couple of days I was getting hammered by these, these uh, trolls. And I was like, you know, it's great Jim Gaffigan's out there, but. Me and Vic are like literally in these in these trenches getting like fired on and whatever for whatever reason. I just feeling bad. I'll be honest with you. I was feeling depressed. But he wrote me a very nice note saying like I'm with, you know, hang in there and that kind of stuff. So, well, when I logged on, you know, just all the comments that are coming in as as Nick Fuentes was doing his spiel or whatever. It was like, Jesus, man, you deal with a lot more toxic people than I ever have to deal with. So my hat's off to you, you know. Well, I don't know whatever I ever did. <laughs> Stick to the jokes, Heidecker. Damn it! But he doesn't even like my jokes. That's the problem. He doesn't think I'm funny. So what am I? What am you I? You deplatformed doing? funnier comedians than you. You're not funny. And I'm irrelevant. So how do I deplatform things if I'm irrelevant? I don't know how to do it. I wish I could control everything. Believe me, I should be in charge. I put the flaming lips on the top of the charts. <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life was it's a line you had in one of the Moonbase episodes. I watched it. I, you know, I literally laughed out loud at least five times. It's a, it's, I think it's the last episode where you're talking about, you guys are having this heart to heart and you say something like, all you need is love. And Oh yeah. On stones, uh, you can't always get what you want or the Beatles. You, you kind of, fl- you get those two confused. And yeah. it's one of the funniest I've ever heard. I confuse all, all you need is love with what well, you can't always yeah. get what you want. Was that, who was, says that, it? Uh, yeah. was that written or was that something you just off the cuff or something? I think like that was improvised. Written? Yeah. I think that. Was oh improvised. my God. So, so funny. I hope people get to see that just for at least that line. <laughs> But it's, it's good. I, is there any, do you know if there's any future for the show? Uh, there's like a second season or anything? Not well, we have to put it out and wait, but they're the Showtime folks. They seem to love it. They're always, they're, they're doing, a, they're going to do a good job of putting it out there, I think. And if everything works out, hopefully people check it out and like it. And I would be happy to go in the dome with the boys again. And, yeah. It but, was really timely too, right when Space Force seemed to be coming about, you know. Yeah, like, oh, man, but we are perfect. talking to John Williams because he expressed interest in doing the second season <laughs> score. I just want you to know that, you know. Well, I heard I heard it was between Hans Zimmer and John Williams. Yeah, duking it out of who gets to do it. So. And the name of the nails guy. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Trent Reznor. Trent I love that yeah. Trent Reznor though, with him and the other guy, Atticus. 
for the Vietnam um, series. Yeah. I thought they did a great job in that stuff. I really did. I'm not really a Nine Inch Nails fan, but I thought that was great. Me too. And the Social Network. He, they, that mm-hmm. soundtrack is yeah. really cool. Yeah, those guys work good together. <laughs> um, what else? Did, did, did you have a question, Doug? I forgot if I no, interrupted no, you. No, I did not. No, I just uh, I can't think. I mean, the other th- funny thing about you guys is you're you're still on Warner Brothers, right? Like you guys got this major label deal when you know that well, the kind of stuff you're doing was was very popular. It became very popular. You know, I'm thinking of like REM was kind of blowing up and other other like small indie bands kind of like got this big opportunity. Yeah. And then you I, made a couple quality records, but there was a time with y- Yoshimi where you guys were fucking like as about about as big as you can get. Yeah. I mean, you were huge. Well, we have a we have a theory that when times were changing and bands were getting axed to Warner Brothers, right at that time we had such a low profile that we were able to just kind of hide under the desk and not get canned, you know. Yeah. Um, Cuz we case we uh, lips into Brothers in 1999, uh, before Nirvana hit and all that stuff. But, the, you know, bands were getting signed left and right even before Nirvana exploded, you know. Yeah. And then the first record came out and it just tanked. It did nothing. Yeah. And the second record, that's the first time I recorded with them. And it did pretty well. It had Chino use Jelly on it, you know, and that bought us some time. And then Got by a the nice time little the, single out there. Like almost yeah, like a, it was like a yeah. novelty single, right? It, it was, really was, yeah. Like Beavis and Butthead, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then our next record, Clouds Taste Metallic, came out and did really, really poorly. And right at that time, our guitar player quit, and it seemed like things were going to fall apart right then, but that's when we kind of regrouped and made Zyreka and the Salt Bulletin and had a whole new life, you know? Yeah. So, How important is, is Dave Freeman to your, your t- like, is he just like a real collaborator, like you would say about George Martin or somebody like that? Like, he's a, on one of the keys? Is, yeah. On some things he is, sometimes he's not. Some, sometimes the process is, I'll do stuff here, take it to Wayne's, do stuff there. We take it to him and do the final product, the shining up, you know. Yeah. But then some of the songs are written from the ground up at his studio, and he has a hand in helping us, like, well, you should shorten that melody or stuff like that. So Is there a cool vibe there? Is it like a place you feel really comfortable and you just, like, feel like home there a little bit? Almost too much. Yeah. yeah. It's a, we're the first band there in March of uh, – or April of 1997 – and we've been going back and forth. It's in Western New York, so it's a bit of a drive if you drive. But we've done that so many times. I think I could do it blindfolded. <laughs> but um, it really is. But he has the. He just got this uh, knee board that is like the cost three times of my house. It's mm-hmm. insane. He's got an incredible studio. So and he's just the master. Yeah. And you're so, in, you're in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I'm in Oklahoma City. Wayne's here, and Michael, our bass player, lives here. And you guys just run uh, that town. Uh, Wayne runs the town. Yeah, <laughs> really. So I gotta get Wayne down there. The can I, I could come down there and just hang? Hell yeah! I don't know. Yeah, you I'm trying to do all, things like that. You know? Thank God yeah. Uh, have Have you flown at all? I haven't flown since this started. I did. Have not flown. No, I've done a couple yeah. of road trips. Uh, so yeah, maybe like next year or something. Uh, Doug and I, and maybe Vic. We'll <laughs> see. She's like, oh, I went down there. We said we hung out for a couple of days. We had dinner, and it was it was fun. And, and Steve and I went off and made a, uh, a we made a record. We made just we made this thing. It's it's about Mike Huckabee, and it's pretty stupid, oh but we had God. fun doing it. I mean, wouldn't that uh, be we, a fun story? We could we could do some sending files back and forth, you know, to the internet, so that we could do something like that. So. I know we could, but I want to yeah. get down there and just have that memory. <laughs> hey, you know, Oklahoma City. Since we got the since we got the thunder, Oklahoma City has just been this crazy renaissance. You know, restaurants oh, really? 
and now we have the pandemic, but before that hit, you know, new restaurants, new bars, um, a whole new convention center, all this crazy stuff. I love convention centers. (laughs) (laughs) It's sure a sign of success when you get the convention center. Let's rent it out. um, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) To record. um, Yeah, we're doing this great kind of this whole thing happened in Oklahoma City, and I think you know, um, yeah, Wayne is definitely one of the one of the bases of this city for sure. So it's pretty fun. I get recognized every once in a while, you know. So, I <laughs> well, I just want to send. We had such an acrimonious, weird show because of the nastiness, but uh, but between you and Dr. Gregor, it's actually been very beautiful and very positive. I, I just want to just quick say thank you because you gotten me through a lot of the music or a lot of times with your music and your. I saw you guys. I think it was in like two thousand one at um, the Orpheum in Boston. It was like the most amazing show. And you guys played a set was that was like, you're like surrounded in sound. It was so loud. What and, about and, when... And then Beck came out then. That's when you guys were back in Beck. I know that it probably wasn't... <laughs> I think there were some like rough well, times between you guys and Beck from what oh, I've read. But we're not, well, not, not to go negative. That's for another but, you know, time. I know. We, well, I can, t- I can tell the whole t- story in 30 seconds, okay? Oh, great, great. <laughs> Yosh- <laughs> Yoshimi came out. Beck came to see us in L.A., said, hey, I want you guys to be my backing band in this fall tour. And we said, fuck yes, let's do it. So he got us to open for him and then be his band for the price of one. You're like the one. band so, with Bob Dylan in yeah. the 70s, like the backing Exactly. Band. Yeah. We did our show, which was 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever, regrouped, and then we were his backing band. So he really got two bands for the price of one. So he's pretty wily that way, but it wasn't very much fun for us. I, I saw you guys during the Clouds Taste Metallic tour. Oh, Ronald was still in the band wow. at the double, oh, yeah. at the double door in Chicago. What about wow. this? What I about that when, show? Yeah. What about in the soft bulletin when, when Wayne would come out and he's got that white suit and he has the blood pack and he hit it over his oh, head yeah. and the blood would come down. That is, you guys are beyond the music and the you know the the <laughs> sonics, the the theatricalness, the theatr the 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 theatricalness. It, the theatricalness. Yeah, I saw that at Ribfest in Chicago. <laughs> the the oh, theatricalness wow. yeah, yeah. of it is so gr- was always so great and always so inspiring. All the shit you guys have done is super inspirational for me. I know for Eric, for all the people I work with. So thank you. It's an honor. I'm getting emotional speaking with you. No, it really means a lot. I mean, I really, I think people think you don't, we don't want to hear it, but we're always happy to hear that anybody yeah. likes our music or we mean anything to anyone. So I, I take it as a very high compliment and I, and I appreciate it. So, yeah. All right, Steve, I'll let you go, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Let's stay in touch, okay? All, All the best. Bye, guys. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Right, take care. Bye-bye. Oh. Why do I get emotional? Flaming not, lips I, know, I almost started tearing up there. It is crazy. And he's such a nice guy. That's what I love. I love when I find these people out there. Like, I don't think I would have that kind of relationship with Billy Crystal. <laughs> I thought going to say Billy Joel. <laughs> or Billy Joel. I kind of wanted to ask what happened to Ronald, but I didn't want to. I had this, oh, I heard this yeah. funny story the other day. This guy, somebody was telling me, so I was at this party, and uh, this guy, this woman was telling me the story, and she says, um, I uh, was talking to this guy, and he says, oh, you know, my wife, she loves, she mentioned Billy Joel, and he goes, oh, my God, my life my wife <laughs> loves, loves Billy Joel. She loves Billy Joel. She can't get enough. And then later she's, she runs into the wife. Oh, I heard you like Billy Joel. She's like, yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess. <laughs> the, the husband has the completely wrong impression of the enthusiasm for Billy Joel. Mikey Campman, uh, is he on board? Or, or when people are oh, your yeah. biggest fan and then they call you Eric. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or they're like, I love you so much. I'm your biggest fan. What, what, whatever happened to you? Are you? Uh, oh, I have a funny story. I'm like, that. oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing 19 things that you haven't. <laughs> what are you doing? 
What's your story, Doug? I, I'll, I'll have to wait. Till after, after hours? Maybe not even Doug, on that record. But Doug, you mean it's we'll, oh, we'll, it's an we'll, off the record. We'll talk about it before <laughs> after hours. Then you. <laughs> is Mikey on? Oh, Mikey, are you on? I don't want to yeah, make I'm anyone here. I'm here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Our closer, Mikey Campman. Remember, remember the closer. <laughs> remember the closer. Yeah. Can you just do it now? The closer was the. I think one of my. I think it's Please my. Please don't idea. cut my mic. Please don't cut my mic. <laughs> would, He's would, in the woods. Could we say that the closer is my idea? Maybe. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's yours. But we did a tour few tours back and mikey's always on our tours and at the end we had a joke that's like and now for a closer mikey cam and like <laughs> like a tour would have a closer not an opener and that's a funny yeah, idea i'm still recovering from the trauma of of uh yeah that. because the idea would be that you would start telling your jokes and then we turn the house music on and like the, turn the lights up <laughs> and <laughs> like you would get like you need entertainment on your way out Let's get <laughs> so I think stupid. Like Probably like 10 shows into the tour, I was, you left my mic on for the first 10 shows and I would still find ways like when the music dipped low to like maybe try to get a, a joke in there, like a line. Yeah. And, and then you guys were like, no, we're not, we're not having that. And, and I used to and, come and out and you just fully cut the mic. And I used to come out at, in just my underwear and pull you off the stage, right? As one last big yeah. funny gag. Nick Fuentes doesn't yeah. think I'm funny, but uh, what do you think? What's your opinion of my humor levels? Well, did you ask uh, Stephen Stephen if Drozd? he likes um, Droz? If you if he likes flaming hot Cheetos? <laughs> no, I didn't. If you were listening to the show, you would have known I didn't ask him that. <laughs> Shame on you, Mikey. It's the end of our show. Would you stick around and join us on After Hours to show us a clip of your uh, new short, Shell Jeff? Huh? Of course. Yeah, please. It's, you look like you're in a beautiful place, scenic yes. beyond belief. Thank you to all my haters. And my Amen. all my lovers, Amen. we worship uh, the ground you walk on. I will, I will carry you across this river of life. Music, please. I will carry oh, you across this river of life. Is it time for the outro music? Yes, it's 1130. Yeah, we're going to talk to Mikey on After Hours. Join us on After Thanks, Hours. Mikey. Go to patreon.com slash Live. I apologize if anybody was offended by anything said in the chat. We don't stand for or stand by any of the negativity expressed there. Thank you to Dr. Greger. Check out nutritionfacts.org. Flaming Lips' new album is gets a 10 out of 10 from me, American Head. And Skinner's shirt is, where do we get the Skinner shirt? Officehours.com. Yes, sir. Join, join me. And, and, and far and wide next Friday but we'll do a show next Thursday of course but we'll watch the, uh, the hour comedy special as well thank you all for watching I wish everybody only the best and tr tremendous success Free to fantasize.